Monday at 6 o'clock. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on at MutinyRadio.fm. I'm your host, Pam Benjamin, hanging out with a bunch of comedians that all want to do jokes for you here on the Joke Workshop. The first 10 sets we're doing tonight are 4x4, four four, which means... Comedians are going to do a four-minute set, and they will get four minutes of commentary from their comedian peers. Tonight, starting on the panel, we have a very special panel. We have Stephanie Silverman and Yuri Kagan, two great uh, comedians. Clap it up for our starting panel tonight, Stephanie Silverman and Yuri Kagan, both veteran comedians. And so you guys are lucky to have their comments on your sets. Remember, if you're going to give people comments and you're going to feed them a uh, shit sandwich, at least make the bread taste good. So be kind to your fellow comedians. Listen to their sets. Give them notes. If you want to say something, make sure you do it into a microphone. So there's also a microphone up here hanging out of the booth with an orange bulb. And say any comments you have into that. Right now, we're going to welcome up your first comedian of the night. The very funny Clap Wildly for Ian Levy. And creation, but the place I understand is my home, Oakland. Hey guys, how's it going? Um, thanks for listening to me, my crazy rambling. I um, I recently got a new cell phone, which is nice because I've finally kind of entered the 21st century. Like, I had a smartphone before, but it wasn't like a particularly good smartphone, it was like just a shitty Virgin Mobile, it was like one step up from kind of a tin can and string. Um, but it's it's nice because I finally I've gotten I've finally done the Tinder thing. Like I wanted to try it for a while, and this is true. This is this is what I did this Saturday because I went on the first ever Tinder date, and it was kind of interesting to me because in like it, Tinder turned out to work great, but in a plot twist, my penis doesn't work so well. So that's like that was kind of shocking because it it went. The, the date went about as well as it can, right? And we went back, you know, everything was going very well, and we kind of went back to my place, and, you know, we're doing our thing, doing our thing, doing our thing, doing our thing, everything's going well, you know, some of that, some of that, and it's doing our thing, and doing our thing, just doing the fucking, and then, you know, and then that was kind of embarrassing, and then, um, but, and then the certain part of me uh, didn't get involved, and I was just like, well, that's, unfortunate because I spend it was kind of just like it's weird because it's weird not to get an erection because I spend most of my life getting them in times I don't want to have them you know whether it's you kind of you wake up or you're wearing like a tight swimming suit or at a funeral it's just very uncomfortable um, and it's it's kind of a weird it's a weird thing to happen because you it felt kind of like um, in a sports movie, right? Like in the big, you know, there's the big finale. It's just like right at the end of the movie, going out to the final game, and like the coach is my brain, and my penis would be the team, right? And the coach is like, okay, team, we got to go out there, and we're going to achieve our goal, and we will reach our dreams. And the team just kind of goes... Okay, that was my attempt at physical comedy, so thank you for indulging that. I've been, I've been trying to, um, I don't know how funny that was, <laughs> clearly not very. Um, I've been trying to get better at uh, comedy. I found, um, I've been hitting up a lot of open mics recently, and I found in the city there's a lot more than, uh, than anyone really goes to. And they actually have really big audiences. It's called, um, if you just hit them up, they're called um, karaoke. If you just... <laughs> If you just go, it's, I found you just play, the quietest song so far I found is uh, Cat Stevens, Father and Son, and you just play it, and it, it starts very slow, you know, it goes, dun, 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 
well, my child arrived, or no, that's, now I'm thinking of the wrong song even. But, um, you know, it starts very slow. It goes, uh, that's, that's very, it goes, it's not time to make a change. Just relax, take it easy. And then I come out and go, what's the deal with toasters, right? And then everyone, everyone's just kind of drunk and they enjoy my show or not. They don't, I don't really get much feedback. Usually just people yelling out Destiny Child lines at me. Um, <laughs> um, I, uh, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's, Mostly what I have, I, I guess I, what I would, would end on is I don't have, um, I'm pretty new to the comedy thing and I've been uh, told really to talk about, talk about what I know, you know, do comedy about what I know and that's why I don't have any jokes about the love of a parent. <laughs> I, did, I did tell my, uh, my dad, he says, uh, I love all my children equally and I said, Dad, it seems you don't seem to love me the way you love my siblings and he said, well, that's because you're no son of mine. <laughs> okay, hopefully that's not too dark to end on. Thanks for listening to me, guys. Yeah, Levy. All right. Uh, right now on the panel, we have Stephanie Silverman and Yuri. Hi. Hi. Hello. I'm Stephanie. Nice set. I haven't met you before, so it's always fun. Here's someone new. Um, I like your cell phone jokes. Maybe you could do a tie-in with, like, losing your erection to losing signal or something. Like, well, the cell phone worked fine, but the penis, uh, the app's... The app's closed unexpectedly. I need to upgrade the app, the operating system. I don't know, something. Some sort of a tie-in, because those are fun, funny individual things, but I wanted to see more of a flow to it, okay. but it's good. Um, and the, uh, the the physical comedy, that just looked like it hurt. Oh, when you no. just felt, I mean, it sounded really bad, and I was like, oh, God, I hope he, I don't know if you could do that every time. Because like, it, it just sounded like, oh, God, that really hurt. I'm used but to being physically abused, so it's okay. Oh, that's... No, I'm, joking, I'm joking. So sad. Um, but that was funny, because it was very loud and unexpected, so I like that. Um, and the karaoke, I like, I like that premise, the karaoke, doing open mics and karaoke. It's like, what else could you... Where else could you, could you go with that? I think you could do a lot of open mics in unexpected places, men's bathrooms, um, <laughs> preschools. Um, just like play with that, because that's a really fun idea. Like there's tons of open mics, like in line at Whole Foods, you know, but you gotta talk about kombucha. Yeah. Um, and uh, the love of the parent one, that's just sad. <laughs> it's too sad? <laughs> no, I don't know if it's too sad, but I think you got, we've got more to say about that, so I'm not. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's all, that's what I got. Um, okay, so this is what I got for you. Um, the cell phone thing, it is all right, um, but I would just go straight to the Tinder part. Okay. So, like, you could maybe talk about how it's a fangled gadget, whatever, but everyone's heard a million versions of that. So, like, but it's unique, right? So, like, just whatever you're talking about, just what's weird about it that's normal for you. Yeah. Right? So, the um, the Tinder date, interesting. Um, I found it funny that you call it a, a date because it's the only straight thing to do, right? <laughs> Gay people don't call it a date, so that might be a funny topic. Um because it's Tinder, kind of alludes to it. Um, plot twist, good sentence. It was funny. Um, Edie, the whole concept about the the erectile dysfunction, I've heard a million comics do it. That doesn't mean it's bad. Um, but what's unique about it? Like, what are you comparing it to? So if you're doing a simile, that's great. Then go into it. Go as crazy as you want. Um, the other thing I was going to say is all new comics should never tell people how long they've been doing stand-up. It's completely irrelevant. And it kind of hurts you in bookings. Right. So in general, it doesn't help you make people find you funny but also the um erectile dysfunction it'd be funny if you compare it to like maybe an exam like you get really psyched for a test and then you blank out <laughs> i don't know <laughs> just an idea no, no, okay mm. all right great comments anybody other comments you got come up to this uh little orange bulb if anyone has any pressing 
things for Ian Levy. I thought the fall was great. I'm glad you didn't hit your head. I'm really excited that we have liability insurance here <laughs> so that if things like that happen, it's not a big deal. I'm, no, I'm trying to sue Mutiny so yeah, to get yeah. money. So. It was, I, didn't, I didn't expect it, so that was, that was funny. All right. I don't know. It depends. I don't know. What do you guys think about Pratt Falls? I love it. You, you love it. They love it. They love it when you fall to the ground. All right. You loved him. Clap okay. wildly. Thank Ian Levy. Your next comedian uh, is definitely a regular here at the Joke Workshop and all around MutinyRadio.fm. Uh, I... You guys, if you've never checked out his bus, he is the first person I know with a tiny home. You know, I saw that I saw that uh, documentary, and I never thought I'd know somebody, but now I do. So, we're all we're all that much we're graced with his presence. Clap wildly for Ethan Albers. Yeah, cool. You can stop. Awesome. Hey guys, how's it going? Hello. You don't need to clap. We're cool. We're okay. We're doing good. We all petted my dog. We're all bonded, right? We're all here. We all know each other. Calm down, Lucy. Sit. Sit. I'm just fucking with you guys. I'm fucking with you guys. I'm just fucking with you guys. I'm just having fun. All right. What am I going to talk about? I was uh, got back from Oregon a couple of months, well, a couple of weeks ago, I guess. Oregon, I don't drink in San Francisco. You won't see me really drink in San Francisco. I drink in Oregon, and it's only because I deal with my family. That's what I have to do to get through that situation. Like, the first time I was sober and I went home, uh, I was around my birthday a couple years back, and I show up, and I'm like, hey, Mom. She goes, happy birthday, and she gives me a custom wooden six-pack holder. (laughs) And I'm like, Mom, I'm an alcoholic. And she goes, oh, you like it then? Yeah. And I'm like, oh, not not exactly the same way. So that's like that's just right there. I, I, I just you know I just started drinking up there. Not a big deal. Whatever. Here's the thing. Or where she lives in Bend, Oregon, is just a fucking drunk town. It's a drunk like you, Oregon. You can't pump your own gas. You can't pump your own gas in Oregon. But you can go to a gas station and have a growler filled. Do you know what a growler is? It's essentially a trash can that you hand a guy at a gas station. You go, hey, can you take your filthy fucking dirty gas station hands and fill me up a double IPA and then pump my gas? Can you do that? That actually happens in Oregon. It's a show. Fuck you, Oregon. Just showing off. We understand you have good beer, right? You don't need to show off like that. You don't need to be like that. I don't know. I was up in Oregon. There's more of that. Where was I going to that? I was up in Oregon around my mom, and my mom moved. She has a dual kegerator. She moved from drinking beer out of a kegerator to drinking canned beer, and the reason for that is because she gets the five cents back that she uses towards a Christmas fund. She says, I'm saving Christmas for the grandbabies. That's what she says. And I'm like, Mom, you do know if like, you cut your beer like just in half, that's like, like $3,500 a year. Uh, you could like give all your grandbabies like the most awesome Christmas and then rain Power Rangers on poor children uh, if you wanted to. And she goes, uh, I don't get that. So I was up there and I started drinking a beer. And here's the thing, my ra- like the rational part of me is like, this makes no sense. But the drunk part of me is like, this is perfect. I'm Santa. That's what I am. I'm helping kids in need right now by drinking bo- cans of beer. That's what I am. I'm doing good, guys. I was up there. Um, 
I was a shit bag. I went to a strip club. Um, here's the thing. I know strip clubs are sexist. I understand that. But they're like, in Oregon, they're like the Garden State soundtrack. They're fucking everywhere, okay? That's how they are. And so I was up in Oregon. I went into a strip club, whatever. I'm a, I'm a gentleman. I don't fucking sit in the back, sip a beer, and stare. I'm fucking belly up. And it's not a democracy. I give all the strippers the same amount, regardless of poll work. Throwing ones. Here's the thing. After they get off the pole, I don't like the fact they get down on their knees and are like crawling around getting money. Their fucking heels are clacking and shit. You know, just doing that. I thought that was degrading. So I was all drunk. I decided I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk, talk to a manager about this. So I go up and I ask the stripper, where's the manager of the club? She points, me too. A guy who looks like he manages a fucking Applebee's. I swear to God. And I go up to him. I'm like, I have a problem with the strippers. And it goes, uh, it's like, well, like, what kind? I was like, no, like the tits are fine. I actually say that. I assure him that tits are fine. No, I have a problem with the grabbing money. That, like, that's degrading. I was like, you should have a security guard like sweep it off stage or like a Roomba. I pitched that to him. A Roomba to a guy at a strip club. And he goes, oh, okay. He's like, well, we're a chain. And that really struck me. I was like, I'm in Oregon. This is supposed to be independent. I didn't know I was at a chain strip club. I was offended. That's what I was. That's my time. Thank you, guys. Ethan Albert. On the panel still, Stephanie Silverman and Yuri Kagan. Okay. Um, I, I have a couple. Um, right on. The, the organ, you can't pump your gas, but you could do like three of them. Just an idea. Oh, yeah, um, yeah, it yeah. might be a more succinct joke if, if you do three comparisons and maybe a, like the standard thing would be the third one would be something weird. I think the pump the gas is the funny part. I probably should move that to the Yeah, yeah but I mean, you could say you can pump your gas. You have to have someone legally pump your gas for you, but you can get in Oregon gas station. Yeah. Right. Or you can also um, shake hands with the pedestrian and riding a bike. I don't know. Weird things they do in Oregon. They, they, fuck, it's fuck, I grew up there. It's just fucking strange. Yeah. I mean, there's a whole bunch of weird things they do there. Um, the other one is the dual kegerator. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think most people know what that is. Do you know what a dual kegerator is? I can assume I know what it is, but I don't think most people would. It's a, it's a, um, it kind of looks like an alpaca. That's what a dual kegerator looks right, like. Right, but the, the name of it sounds like something someone stone thought up, right? Um, just an idea. But you you, can, an you can fuck with the name of it. That's all I'm saying. Okay. The other one is um, you went to strip club, Garden State soundtrack. That is a good setup for a really good joke. Mm-hmm. The punchline could be Better. something else. Oh, no, no. I'm just saying it's a really good setup. That's all I'm saying. Oh, thanks. Yeah, I don't. I don't have much to say. That was pretty good. That was good. I enjoyed it. I was like listening to your stories. That was great. Thanks. Um, I'm glad you brought up the gas pump because I was like, oh, he's, there's got to be a tie-in for like pumping your own gas. You can't do it, and you did it. So thank you. Um, something about like I don't know. Oregon is just that service-oriented. You can get your gas pumped and beer. That is like it is really true. The best customer service I ever experienced was at the, one of the places I'd get I'd get growlers. You know, filled up. It was full of alcoholics. Maybe super rude, but no. People get drunk know. in a shell station. It's so fucking weird. They're just getting they lit, get t- and you're just like, what the fuck? Fill your tank, get tanked. Um, I like, uh, I like puns. Stuff, yeah. Come on, spit fire on yeah, me. Something terrible. mean. Karim, say something mean about me. Um, fuck you. And does your mom actually have grandbabies? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My, my sister can't stop pop, popping them out. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, right. Doesn't know pull out. Like, that's a method. Uh, and I, I, like the, I like the strip club story. I'd like to hear more. I'm sure you probably have more on that. Yeah, I, yeah, it's a long one. I okay. kind of cut yeah, it no, down. Yeah, no, that's good stuff. I got nothing too Thank. specific for you. Come on. Somebody fire. Throw Gallagher. 
fire at me. How can you not respect when they do better poll work? You can't give them the money. No, here's the thing. It's no. it's fucking socialism to me, man. It's no, socialism. No, no, it's not no, 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 no. When they dance on the pool, they are more talented than the other strippers. Therefore, they should get more money. I don't think it's fair I like that. I say reward the talent. Hey, yeah. Well, why just, should just, I like, judge they, a girl who has hump, a C-section scar and it hurts her hip? Like, why? I don't know. Why? Anyone can be athletic. Right? Anyone can be athletic up there. I just, I really, I only tip when they do good pole work. I'm just saying, you I love strippers. You are part of the problem, Pam. <laughs> pole work. I'm into the dancing, all right? You are part of the problem. I need to see the flexibility. Somebody else. Uh, Zach, what do you, what do you got? <laughs> uh, I can't right. wait for you to die in, the, in two in years. The, in the, in the, <laughs> clap wildly. It's Ethan Albers. Moving right along here on the comedy train. Uh, Stephanie's pulling out, so Jason's rolling right in for our next comedian. You guys are going to clap wildly for the new jokes of Johnny Bell. All right. Can you hear me with this? Okay, beautiful. Um... I like parties. Uh, I just don't like being invited to parties because I don't really like being a guest. Uh, it's too much pressure, you know? Like, you know, I think it's always better to be the host. That way you get to set the atmosphere and you get to make all the rules. For instance, as host, I can require everyone to take a big hit of salvia before they're allowed anywhere near the bean dip, okay? I can, uh, I can DJ nothing but mashups of Lil John and traditional Tibetan throat singing, because this is my daughter's bat mitzvah, okay? And if I want, I can hire a naked 500-pound Samoan cage dancer. And uh, if anyone has a problem with that, they need to go spend more time in Micronesia and get some culture under their belt. Uh, really, like, the pressure is always on the guest, right? Especially uh, if it's a formal occasion and you don't know anyone very well. Uh, example, my wife is friends with Maria's mom. And therefore, by association, I am required to attend Maria's quinceanera. And I know it's going to suck bat balls, and plus the fact that I had plans with the fellas to go shoot lawn darts on Molly, but I know if I ever want to have sex again, I got to go. And of course, you know, the, the, our hosts are really nice, and they invite us in, and they say, please make yourself at home. And I'm like, really? You just met me? Because like I'm Rolodexing through my head, and I know that half the stuff I do at home isn't even considered human behavior. And I'm pretty sure that's not what they want going down in their living room. <clears throat> but Here's the thing, um, people make themselves at home in different ways, right? Like, I'm pretty sure Charlie Sheen relaxes around the house a little differently than my grandma. Or maybe not, I don't know, maybe I need to go party with grandma more. But what we really need is an objective scale to let us know, like, what is the acceptable level of relaxation? Where one is, like, sipping Darjeeling tea and discussing Reverend Dingleberry's latest uh, sermon, and 99 is you dressed as the Pope, leaning over with a hooker dripping liquid acid onto your hemorrhoids. But do they provide me with that? No. I got to figure this out for myself. So, uh, well, what could I do? I mean, I could just do what I normally do, stick with my everyday schedule. Let's see what's on the calendar. 7 to 7.45, take DMT trip dressed as Boba Fett. Uh, 
8 to 8.55, practice profanity in American Sign Language. And remember, it's all about fluency. And hmm, 9 p.m. to 4 a.m., level up on World of Warcraft while pleasuring self to a gif of Michelle Obama. All right, well, it's obvious that making myself at home isn't even an option, especially with uh, Father Ortega sitting right next to me on the sofa. Now, it's at this point that my host notices my furrowed brow and comes over to see what's the matter. She asks me, am I doing okay? Is there anything I could get for you? And really, at this point, you know, I'm so bored and frazzled and upset. All I really want is like a tall glass of Everclear and an opium pipe. But what are the odds of her actually having that in her kitchen cupboard? Probably not too good. Probably about the same as Maria getting hit by a chunk of blue ice during her quinceanera ceremony. So what do I do? Well, I smile like a punk and I ask for some tap water and lemon. Yeah, just one more guess folding under the pressure. Now here's the thing. When you come to my house, like, I really want you to make yourself at home, like any level, okay? I mean, I hope you'd stop somewhere before human sacrifice because the neighbors are going to complain. But, like, if you want to give yourself a full Brazilian wax while drinking Flaming 151 out of an IUD, go ahead. It's okay. Life is stressful. And uh, by the way, if you want to have uh, an olive oil orgy on ketamine, just leave a couple of power bottoms over to help me mop up in the morning because I don't want to lose my security deposit. Anyway, that's, that's me. I'm Johnny Bell, and party on. Johnny Bell. Staying up there, we've got comments from Jason Balmforth and Yuri Kagan. Um, I have some comments. If you have comments, come on up to the red mic over here. Yeah. Right. So, um... You, uh, you put your hand in your pocket, and then you take it out a lot. And I found that to be actually kind of distracting, because I kept, like when you finally pulled your phone out, because I kept waiting for you to pull something out of your pocket, like that was going to be part of the bit. And when you finally pulled your phone out, I was like, oh. But it was a lot of extra effort. And Appreciate it, That's and, just a nervous thing. Yeah, and effort. it kind of distracted from things. I will keep um, going. And the next thing is, is you have a lot of punchlines, but I don't think you hit them hard enough. I think you just kind of like throw them a little too softly and they don't land quite as well as if you actually, you know, stuck the punchline a bit. Um, and, you know, actually made it more punchy. Mary Lou Retton, that thing. Ooh. <laughs> okay. Um, I've, so I just have some general suggestions for sure, stuff. Um, your friends that do Molly and stuff, like that have children, like that's kind of cool. I want to hang out with them. They sound exciting. Um, <laughs> I would suggest just like don't memorize your material whatsoever. Like, cause you seem very focused on memorizing, which a lot of, I was like that when I started breathe and don't give a shit. Like s don't memorize your material. Don't memorize your material at all. Only know your topic. That way it's like, it's brand new. Cause if you focus too much on the words, it will never hit. Cause the thing is you're so worried about the words that we don't hear what you're saying either right, because you, you end up getting so nervous, right? It's okay to be nervous, be nervous on search. Don't don't hide it because it's it just can come out in other ways. Be nervous on stage; it works well. Like if you let yourself be nervous, your sets can be way better. Does that make sense? I I completely agree because um, you're you're performing, not engaging. Like we don't understand some of your jokes because it's almost like you have them so memorized that it's almost like you're not even hearing your own story. Uh, so it isn't even like a speed thing; it's like a memorization thing where. 
like you're on script and so you're like I'm performing this joke and you get into a certain cadence but if you just who are you like we want to know who Johnny Bell is we want to know who who you because other when you're performing it's like look he's performing this thing he's written but it's like who are you behind that and we want to know what that is because that's what makes it engaging I agree with that Pam uh you're trying to get through your whole set which is understandable in like a, a in a time period uh, the most important thing I think is quiet. A lot of people don't, the, a lot of people underestimate the power of silence on stage because that builds tension and builds everything else. So, you know, just the more, maybe chop it up and just kind of try to get through like a quarter of one bit, uh, you know, and build it like that. I understand like it's a whole story or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's how I have to do some of those fucking, you, you heard me, I'm a gas bag with stories and sometimes I have to chop it up into chunks because that's the only way I can get it on stage. But we want to hear your real voice too. Like it's obvious that you're performing in this comedy voice that is your persona. But like, we want to hear what you sound like telling a story, like as a as you, as the you, the comedian, rather than you, the performer. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Cool. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. What were we gonna say, Zach? All right. Clap wildly, you guys. Johnny Bell. The best memorizer of us all. You and Ed Ant should have a conversation about it. I'm sorry. I, bu- I bust on him every week, but he actually does have his things memorized now. <laughs> he just uses the paper. I, I'm sorry. I bust on him every week. But Johnny Bell's great at memorizing. All right, you guys. Your next comedian, she did a great job on the panel earlier. I always love her jokes. Clap wildly. It's Stephanie Silverman. Thanks, Pam. Um, I, I am comfortable with silence, so I'm definitely used to it. Sometimes when I uh, don't get laughs, it's like you really realize how the electricity has a sound. <laughs> oh, it sounds like electricity. Uh, I um, People ask me, they're like, oh my God, Stephanie Silverman, are you related to Sarah Silverman? And I'm like, well, well probably, right? <laughs> like, isn't that how last names fucking work? <laughs> like, people with the same last name, they got somewhere along the line, some dad popped him out. Like, apparently I'm even related to all people whose last names mean silver in some way. Zilbers, Silberstein, Silberman, Silver Jew, whatever. We're all we're all just like related. I think I'm even like related to the Tin Man. Not funny. Just was thinking about what would happen if I was related to someone from Wizard of Oz. Um, like what happened to the to the Tin Man like at Ellis Island? Were they like his last name was like Tininskioska or something? And they're like you're Tin Man. I'm like okay, all the kids Tin Man now. Um, it's like uh, weather got nicer, so I don't have to wear tights. Yay, whatever. Uh, either I have two looks. Uh, dressy and sporty. That's it. I can't do anything in between. Otherwise, I look like a homeless person. Uh, so it's either I'm going to the gym and I'm wearing like uh, Lululemon shit, like some sort of marina girl, even though like I'm not one of them. I don't judge them because I think they look cute. I'm sorry. It like looks good. I don't think it's lazy. I think it's nice. Uh, and I work out uh, a lot. I'm really, really good at working out. I wasn't athletic in high school. I was really bad at sports. Talk about bad, like I almost drowned on the swim team once and like I, you know, I, pl- I was on the volleyball team and like I broke the lights, like I was too, like just too strong, too, too strong for my own good. Like soccer, I played soccer, but like I would end up just chatting with other girls on the field because I didn't like running. But um, 
I'm super good at working out. I'm super focused. Whenever I've got like a class like alone, the teacher's like, oh my God, you're amazing. You work out so hard. Like, are you in finance? <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> is that a compliment? I don't know. Maybe I should be. I'm like, this got me thinking like, what if I could take that intensity to anything else that I do in life? What if I weren't so fucking lazy in anything except working out, which does nothing except like make me personally like stronger and hopefully hotter. I mean, like that's the most important thing. Come on, you guys, right? But like, what if I were actually like in finance and I was super intense about it? I could be a bazillionaire or like what if I were actually athletic I could be super fast and win or like I could make friends you know like that would, that would be the best I don't know um but I have a benefit here next month for a, a friend of mine who's doing the AIDS ride I think that's in, politically incorrect to call it the AIDS ride I think it's like the life cycle kind of like the AIDS ride <laughs> I always call it the AIDS ride because I'm like a bitch um I did it a few years ago and apparently now it's like I'm not sure why we have the AIDS ride anymore isn't like don't we have like AIDS it's cured right we got meds it's all good like we don't need the like what we need we need like a hepatitis ride hepatitis is still a problem like everyone could wear yellow you know get that because you get jaundice here I got I got hepatitis once in a I was traveling I was in the Middle East uh, no I was in the Middle East I was in Thailand and uh, I this, this I think this is someone else's joke but I'm gonna this is what happened to me I went to like this public doctor situation and they, they did check my eyes by feeling me up it was weird um, and they're like this is you know first they feel me up and they're like oh this is not you're not this is hepatitis I'm like oh yeah and my boobs okay good good to know um, <laughs> So I did have hepatitis, uh, so I do have sympathy for it, but uh, it went away. It wasn't the, the worst kind, I guess, the intravenous drug kind, because uh, we did that safely back in the day. Uh, I did the, made sure that my needle had a Hello Kitty sticker on it, so let's not mix that up. True story. Um, I think I got one more topic of uh, dressy sporty. Oh, this is a good one. Let's see where I go with this. <laughs> I'm just free associating here, people. Uh, I really, really, really would like to be a monkey. Like, cause that way I, I wouldn't have to meditate, right? Cause like, it isn't, I think it's okay for monkeys to have a monkey mind, right? I mean, if one species could have a monkey mind, it would be monkeys, like, you know. No? All right, that's going nowhere with monkey mind. You guys understand, like, you meditate because you have a monkey mind, it goes everywhere. You meditate to quiet your mind. I fucking hate meditating, even though I know it's good for me. Um, makes me feel like a poser. Okay, so there you go. That's what I got. If you have any feedback. Governor Silverman. If you don't, that's okay too. Feedback. Feedback. Um, okay. Um, for the hepatitis uh, one, uh, maybe a comparison, like not the Pam Anderson kind, or I don't know, something that might be more relevant, but like different, t different people that are famous that have had different types of hepatitis. Has Pam Anderson had hepatitis? Uh, yeah, so oh, it's famously, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, yeah, really? right. Like, okay. But I'm just saying, like, there are a couple of people like that where you like oh, kind of compare yourself help. to them. Okay. Where you say like, oh, I had hepatitis, not the kind, not the Pam Anderson oh, kind, or that's good. I whatever, didn't even know that. and just compare different people and almost where you're comparing the person versus hepatitis. Okay. okay. Just an idea. Yeah. I've um, <clears throat> yeah. All yeah. right, now, um, don't. Say uh, this is probably someone else's joke. Just gonna. Well, this is. I, I really don't want to be accused of joke theft. So I know someone else made that joke. So I just. Was... Right, but there's some jokes where you know if you lived it, then no one can accuse you of stealing the joke. And two, there. And uh, two, um, there are also a lot of jokes that kind of come from common roots. Um, but yeah, if you if you come out and say like you know this might be someone else's joke then people are going to think it is someone else's joke and um also uh you you have a tendency i've noticed with that when you're going through your material and i, I like your material I like, I like how you called it material thank you yeah uh, when, you're, when you're going through your material um 
you'll start picking up the speed and then you'll slow down and then you'll pick back up the speed and then you'll slow down and I think working on consistency on how you're presenting it because I, I know we're all nervous when we get up there but you start you start you start speeding it up really quickly and then it start you start stumbling and I start you know losing track of words and okay thank you yeah slowing it down might help a little bit or just like you know consistency helps with that Okay, thanks. I think your dress is very pretty. Thank you. And I, I always like. Thank, all do you think I look dresses. comfortable? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> are you are you not? Is it not one of those? Well, things? it's one of the things that I hate when people say, "Oh my God, you look so comfortable." Oh. It's like what? I wasn't trying to look comfortable. I was trying to look nice. What does what does what does comfortable look like? It's me. All right. <laughs> all right. Thanks, you guys. All right. Yeah. <laughs> here on the joke workshop usually if people don't have something to say it means because it went really well and they really enjoyed it <laughs> uh, your next comedian uh, she is relatively new but really funny and I'm excited to hear what new material she has for us tonight uh, can we get one other person up on the panel can we get someone to scoot thank you all right clap your hands wildly everybody it's Mary Goss <laughs> Um, so I've been thinking a lot about how I can like give back to the community more like it's a real concern of mine because I've only been living here for like six or so years and I'm like a white person living in West Oakland it's like it's it doesn't make me feel good what I'm doing so I try to like vote and shop locally and all that jazz but I thought of another way to like really give back to the community and that would be if I start fucking pedophiles just to like keep them out of the rotation, you know? Because like, I'm a 24 year old woman, but I look like a 12 year old of like indeterminate gender orientation. So I feel like I have like a wide array of pedophiles to choose from. Um, and I feel like that would just be like, it would make me feel like really, really good. It would make me feel like I'm doing something like productive. It would be like, you know, and plus I'd get laid. Finally, um, and um, yeah, no, I don't have anyone special in my life, but I do have a cat in my life. Um, cat is named Odie. Cat waits in my front yard until I get home from work and then starts screaming at me until I pick it up and start bouncing it like a baby. If I choose not to pick it up and start bouncing it like a baby, it tries to run into the street. Um, so I've never like related to an animal that much because first of all, this is not my cat. Second of all, I am allergic to this cat. I don't know whose cat this is, and I'm violently allergic. So Odie just likes to wait and like scream at someone who is not his intended audience, nor should be his caretaker. And then if he doesn't get the attention he feels he deserves, he runs into traffic. Same. So that is, that's how much I love Odie and why he is full on ruining my life. Um, I also, I went to Catholic school went to Catholic school in northern New Jersey, and uh, when I was in Catholic school, I really hated being called on to say the prayer at the beginning of class. Like, that was a thing that Sister Laura or whoever did, and they choose randomly. So I figured out how to get them to stop me from, like, stop calling on me to say the prayer. Uh, that turns out, is if you memorize, like, choice passages from the book of revelations they will stop calling on you because the book of revelations if you're unfamiliar is all the crazy ass apocalyptic shit 
So if you just start quoting that in like my natural, like creepy children of the corn, like Smurfette on Benzo's voice, it's deeply unnerving and you make people shut up. So what happens is Sister Laura or whoever is just like, okay, Mary, like say the prayer. And I'll just like toddle up there in a little Catholic school uniform be like, and then I saw a pale green horse. Its rider's name was Death, and Hades followed shortly after. And they were given a domain over one-fourth of the world to rid of all the earthly beasts with sword, pestilence, and famine. Amen. <laughs> and that, uh, that's how I stopped doing that, yeah. The other thing is I can't tell if, I, uh, if people are being shitty to me because I'm a woman are being shitty to me because I'm obnoxious. Because at any given point, too, those two things are true. I'm a woman and I'm a giant brat. So like 95% of the time, like men telling women to calm down is like a really messed up gendered thing to do, by the way. It's not cool because 95% of the time that just means like your feelings are inconvenient for me. Please stop having them so loudly. But the other 5% of the time, it can mean, Mayor, we've already been kicked out of one Dunkin' Donuts tonight. Please do not make it two. And then I do that again for feminism. That's all I wanted to work on tonight. Thank you. Yay, Mary Goss. Comments. All right. A um, couple things. Uh, first of all, I like the... Uh, I like the the concept of uh, you know fucking pedophiles for charity. I uh, I would suggest that you uh, you switch around the where you talk about you know instead of you're 24 but you look 12. I would talk about the fact that you look 12 first before talking about the fact that you're not you know not 24 and you know that they should you know we're just bad people for thinking it. Uh, and also the way you dress looks like a 12-year-old boy, so you know you might as well put that in at some. I was going to say that I forgot, but that, that's up there. I knew it. I knew it. Um, the the your the the cat that's not yours, Odie, uh, that keeps running into the street. Uh, I think you should talk about the fact of how many lives it has left out of the nine. Um, you know, if it's down to two, maybe you have to do something. If it's still got eight, you know, let it go. Um, the uh, when you're doing the Book of Revelations thing. I would love to hear you to, to become, you know, filled with Satan and, you know, let us all know what's going on. Um, and when they tell you to calm down, as opposed to woman versus obnoxious, woman versus New Jersey, because that's the same thing. Um, and, uh, and by the way, Dunkin' Donuts is not a California reference, unfortunately, and I wish they would get out here already. Me too. I thought, uh, your, your pedophile joke was, was uh, I think, your strongest or the uh, most potential and all that. It's really great. Uh, like he said, the age thing, don't let that go. But maybe even go further with, uh, like, you know, dread, like playing the part fully. And so, and then fucking the pedophiles. Not only do you get laid, then you reveal that you're 24 and you ruin a pedophile's night. Or some, you're something along those lines, so you're also getting back at, because you know, you're not, like, you don't want to just, uh, you know, uh, enable pedophilia. But then you're still fucking with them a little bit later, and like, ha, yeah. But uh, yeah, that's a good one. But no, that was a great joke, and it's got plenty of legs. So, uh, good. You want okay? Uh, two things, I guess. The pedophile thing. Uh, I think a fun tag would be that you're trying, like, you're trying to fuck pedophiles, but they won't fuck you. <laughs> I think that's funny. And then the cat thing. Uh, that will crush, but you, you kind of gave away the punchline about the street. For, you set that up like that, and then you set a bunch of 
you need to set up why that you're allergic to this cat and all this other stuff. And then the fact that it runs out in the street, like set that up. That's, that's the funny part of that joke is the fact that you keep saving it from the street when in reality you should kill it and live a peaceful allergy free life. Good job. Um, I really liked the uh, the bit about the Old Testament and stuff, but I just felt that you you set it up a bit too much where it was going. Like I thought you should have just sooner gone into actually reciting it and not so because it was really like clear where it was going, which it's not like a surprise joke, but it's, I think it would just work better if it, you got went straight into reading it sooner. If that makes sense. I have, I have one last one. Um, just at the very beginning, um, everything ended in a question mark because you're probably nervous. We all do it. Um, the second half was a lot more well-paced. Um, but so just be careful because then when, when you end everything in a question mark, what it does is it let, doesn't let everyone know that you are sure about what you're talking about. So therefore, we don't believe it. Um, but then the second part is um, the, I like the, I don't have anyone special, just an idea you could finish a sentence with. I have someone lackluster, or I have whatever. Um, the pedophile stuff could be funny. Um, I think it'd be funny if if you're trying to sleep with pedophiles, then they get really upset that you are at an appropriate age. Yeah, that's definitely a place I could go with that. Sweet, everybody clap wildly. Mary Goss. <laughs> Yay! That's how joke workshops supposed to work. All right. Uh, your next comedian has some new stuff to work out, and we're excited to hear it. Put your hands together. It's Kenton Suzuki. Thank you. So, I got introduced to someone the other day, and his first words to me are, you look like someone that jerks off a lot. And my only response to him is, wow, you really know how to start a conversation. Listen, I can go a day without coming, but when I go to bed that evening, it's anybody's game. Like, I can't help it. I'm, I'm not a superstitious person, but I believe in ghosts now. I get attacked by ghosts. I got attacked by ghosts who violently awaken me and just leave me covered in shame and regret and their ectoplasm. <sighs> Rim jobs. Say what you want about them. They're very pro probiotic. Why spend $4 on a bottle of kombucha when you can get the same benefits for free? And they taste about the same. Really, they do. The only thing more disgusting, have you guys had kombucha? It's just, the only thing more disgusting than kombucha is boba. You know that stuff in your bubble tea? Boba. That's how I got over my aversion to swallowing. Pam, you gave me a warning, only new jokes, so I'm done. <laughs> Seriously, no, like, I normally do really, really angry sets, like I'm yelling and screaming, so I wanted to get rid of the aggression, and then just, I got a warning, don't want to do no new material, so I don't have two new jokes. <laughs> no, keep going, keep doing your set. Oh, I can? Yeah, you've got, oh. you've got three, three minutes left. Beautiful. I was really, uh, chiropractors. I'm getting, that I'm, I'm getting older now, so I'm getting to an age where I have to start seeing doctors, you know, you chiropractors, urologists, proctologists, you know. And chiropractors, are they all they're cracked up to be? I only ask because I got this chiropractic joke that I'm working on, but it just needs more pop, you know what I'm saying? 
Uh, I had scheduled my first appointment with my, my urologist, and after meeting him, I think it's hilarious uh, that people that specialize in dicks can be such cunts. Better than my, my uh, proctologist, though. He could have used more lube. Yes, we're going to fisting jokes, sir. Fisting jokes, that's the show you're getting today. Fisting jokes. Say what you want about them. They can get deep. That one felt a little forced, though. I, um, I'm stuck on my assisted suicide joke, though. I just can't seem to complete it on my own. Which begs the question, though, if your suicide is assisted, did you really kill yourself? I mean, isn't that just like getting self-help from a book? But there are benefits to suicide. There are pros and cons to suicide. For example, did you know one of the upsides to suicide? If you kill yourself, there's never any ambiguity about who wins the breakup. Yeah, she may win by default, but you get the peace of mind. So it's really a win-win. That was the horn. I'm done. Ken Suzuki. All right, people on the panel. We have Ira and uh, Yuri Kagan. Okay. Um, in a couple things, when when you start talking about kampucha or boba, explain and, it. And yeah, I would okay. take the time to explain it. And and again, it gives a, an opportunity for a, a a laugh point. But you know, there are going to be not here, but there are going to be audiences that don't don't know what that stuff is. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to forget what it is. So. <laughs> Um, the, the chiropractor joke, uh, I would make it a statement rather than a question. Uh, if you're going to do, yeah, you know, it's not, mm -hmm. it's not, are they, it's chiropractors aren't all they're cracked up to be. Okay. Um, and I, I like the thought of the, uh, the, you know, if you get assisted suicide, it's not yourself. So what other things it's, you know, it's like playing team solitaire or, you know, what other things can you do that, you know, you claim are yours, but aren't really. Mm -hmm. Okay. Gary? Um, my only favorite joke was the assisted suicide. Mm. Um, the other stuff was okay, but I, did you find it funny? I'm not. I'm not saying to be. I'm not saying to be mean. I'm saying. I'm asking you. Did, did you find it funny, or were you just saying it because you thought we'd find it funny? Which one? All of it. I'm not saying that. Like I'm, I mean that very seriously. Because I think you were telling jokes that you think we would find funny, as opposed to stuff that you actually find funny. Does that make sense? Like, yeah. the assisted suicide was a really good joke. That's a really good joke. The rest of it sounded like a whole bunch of jokes that you could have heard on TV, right? All I'm saying is that I didn't see any of you in any of the jokes, so it didn't mean anything. The assisted suicide was just a funny joke. It's a really good premise. Mm -hmm. All I'm saying is, like, I didn't get your personality at all out of any of the jokes. Does that make sense? That yeah. that wasn't meant to be mean. Sorry, guys. No, no, no. no. I see what you're saying. No, and I, I was I was thinking this, the, the same thing that I don't know I don't know anything about you listening to your material. Okay. So you know, which means that stuff could be done by anyone. And doing stuff that that is you, it means that mm -hmm. you know, no one else can take that. It's yours. Gotcha. Thanks. Woo! All right, clap it up, Ken Suzuki. Suzuki. All right. You guys, coming up right now, very exciting. We have a comedian all the way from Charlotte, North Carolina. I'm excited. You guys are going to love his jokes because we've never heard him before. Clap wildly. It's Arthur Porter. Yeah. 
so Caitlyn Jenner is an American hero. Caitlyn's story of transition has inspired me to share my story of transition into what I call trans fat. <laughs> I knew when I was 160 pounds in middle school that I wasn't comfortable in my own body. I'd see the guy on the scooter at Walmart and I'm like, why not me? Why not me? <laughs> I didn't want to qualify for life insurance and I wanted to eat from the chocolate waterfall at the Golden Corral. <laughs> Do you have Golden Corral in California? It's basically if Walmart and NASCAR had a child, it would be the Golden Corral. I knew I could make the transition. I, I'm optimistic. I'm a gravy boat half full kind of guy. I worked hard at it. No foods with the word natural. I had mayonnaise health smoothies. And I watched the movie Supersize Me daily. I knew I finally made that transition the day I went to take off my pants and my stomach trapped my boxers against my legs. <laughs> I was so excited, I jumped on my rascal and did a celebratory lap. Didn't last very long because I got lightheaded. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, it's not easy being a trophy husband. <laughs> if my wife ever kicked me out, I, I'd be done. I can't go back to dating. I don't have the skills for it. My, uh, my like, OkCupid website profile would be a disaster. Curvy Leo looks to share love of drive-throughs and high blood pressures. Turnods include nacho cheese, rubbing baby powder on my inner thighs, and sunsets. Turnoffs include vegetables, stairs, and running out of baby powder. I knew I was terrible at dating in college after this particular date. This girl I worked with broke up with her boyfriend, and I wanted to jump at the chance to take her out but being fat, like I just was able to stand up slowly after I rocked back and forth a few times. But I ended up taking her out, took her to the nicest restaurant in town, spared no expense. I was like, Garcon, two chocolate waterfalls, please. <laughs> Into the night, I took her and the four boxes of leftovers home. A few days later, I saw her ex-boyfriend. He was like, hey, those leftovers, delicious. I literally, oh, my heart was ripped out. She called him over right after I dropped her off. All I could think about was, I would have eaten those leftovers. <laughs> but I got lucky. My wife, man, she is amazing. Beautiful, smart, loves fat guys. Um, I feel like I won the lottery. She feels like she won the lottery, but in one of those states that's so broke, you get an IOU instead. <laughs> is, that, is that close to home for you all? Um, we have a beautiful eight-month-old daughter together, and it's made life so much better. It's changed flying quite a bit, uh, made it much more difficult, mostly for the people around us. Uh, I'll have my wife and daughter board first, and I, I board on zone like 743 at the end, so nobody thinks we're together. And I get to her row, and I'll, I'll look, and I'll say, you better keep that baby quiet. <laughs> It's genius because everybody on the plane is too busy hating me and they don't care if she cries. People go out of their way to, to help my wife. One lady fed my daughter, one lady changed her, one guy started her college fund. You think about being a parent, you wanna be a better parent than your parents were. I think about my relationship with my father. When I was 17, we stopped talking. He missed my graduation, my wedding, my whole transition in trans fat. But it wasn't his fault. He had died. <laughs> Thank you, guys. <laughs> Yay! Arthur Porter, great set from him.
All right, comments. Arthur, nice, nice job. Welcome to San Francisco. Thank you. Uh, I love the concept of uh, trans fat, um, and I like the fact that you took the time to explain the Golden Corral. Um, the uh, the when you talk about watching Supersize Me daily, uh, I I think that you can do a little more with that. Okay. I think you can use it as a, a how-to guide or a, okay, you know, so, something like that. And when you talk about being a, a trophy husband. Uh, I want to know what kind of trophy you are. Um, something that describes <laughs> that. Okay. But yeah, nice. I so like that, the supersize me, I, I'd say I watched that inspirational self-help movie, Supersize Me. Well, or yeah, you, you yeah. know, something yeah, that's, some, some, that's awesome. Something like that, yeah, yeah, take it a little more, yeah. Awesome. Well, but isn't Supersize Me the opposite? Like, isn't Supersize Me supposed to be about the bad stuff in the fast food? But he eats it for like 30 days straight. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, isn't the idea, I, I mean, call me crazy, but I thought the idea was people watch it and then they become vegetarians and stuff, right? Correct. So, so like I, I, my play is that, like, I'm so fat that I saw it as inspiration, where it's supposed to be horrible for you. I uh, thought, like, that's what I want to become. You know, the guy that eats <laughs> McDonald's three times a day. Oh, uh, okay. Other thing I wanted to say is, uh, yes, uh, Golden Corral is in California. So okay. Just make sure you know that, and yes. The only other thing I was going to say is the OkCupid okay website. It's funny that you said website. That shows how long it's been since you've been single. Okay. So maybe that might be a funny joke to turn into. I don't know. It was very good. Thank you. So as far as Walmart stuff, I think, I mean, they aren't big, especially on the peninsula here, but you could really expand on, like, literally, like, there's a line for the rascals, you know, because they got to charge it. I mean, people yeah. are running out the chargers. I'm from the South, so, like, that's yeah, an actual, too, that's dude. like it's a I true thing. Yeah. I escape, too. <laughs> so... Yeah, I'd expand on that. Like Golden Corral buffet's got, it's insane. Awesome. You know, play with all that. Yeah. I was just going to say, it's super nice. You could watch that show, that movie for every day for like 30 days. And, uh, you know, sort of, you know, chasing that movie. Or you just never make it through it because you fall asleep in the food coma. <laughs> yeah. So that's why you think it's inspirational. You never see the end. Or like, I, you know, I, I've never seen the end of the movie, by the way. Something right. along the, yeah. yeah. Awesome. Thank you. It was a great set. You're super funny, and I'm really glad that you were here and we all got to hear it. So, yes, we don't have a lot of comments because it was really great. Everybody clap wildly. Arthur Porter. So, good luck. Good luck next week. He's doing a big room in uh, North Carolina in Charlotte, and all of his friends and family are going to be out to see him. So, uh, wish him luck there. Yay, Arthur. Yay. All right, moving right along here on the Joke Workshop. If we can get two people to fill those spaces up there on the panel, that would be great. If two people could fill those spaces on the panel. And then they'll pay attention and take notes. And then clap wildly for your next comedian, Ira Summer. Nice, I got feedback from a dog. This is... So uh, my, um, my older son, uh, I guess, disappointed me a little a few years back when he, uh, he, he turned vegan. Uh, you know, the thing is, he started, it, was, it was a big surprise. He started, he started out by going vegetarian first, which I was shocked to, do, to find out because he didn't eat vegetables. He actually spent the first six months as a pizza and french fry vegetarian. And uh, you know, slowly, you know, he slowly worked his way up 
you know, I guess, I guess vegan is some sort of pyramid scheme. You get points for every vegetable you eat, more points for each person you turn to the dark side. Uh, and I guess, I guess there are a lot of points for telling other people that you're a vegan and how much better you are than they are, because they seem to be doing that a lot. Uh, but um, he, uh, you know, he, I guess he, um, was I oh yeah, he took me out to, he took me out to, to breakfast a few weeks ago. Uh, and yeah, you know, when we was we were there, he orders a uh, he orders a tofu scramble and vegan sausages. And if I wasn't really upset with his decision before, that just pissed me off. <laughs> I'm sorry. Look, if you're gonna give up eating animal products, do it like a man. Okay, give up eating animal products. Give up things that look like you never see carnivores do that. You never see carnivores going, oh man, you gotta try this bacon cheeseburger. It tastes just like broccoli. No, no, no. You don't see anybody who gives up cocaine suddenly going, oh, wow, man, you got to try this cornstarch. It's exactly the same. Oh, yeah. Oh, God, yeah, it's completely organic, locally sourced. Come on, man, you can't tell the difference. No, you don't see that because it's wrong. It's wrong. And now, now I'm at breakfast, and I've got a retaliate order. I've got to order something that shows him how I feel about this. And I'm going through the menu, and I'm going through the menu. You know, donut's not good enough anymore. No, I got to get something. I finally saw something that, to me, says retaliation. A chicken omelet. Yeah, somebody who actually looked at it and said, I've had it up to here with those chickens crossing the road. You find that chicken, I want him dead. You find his unborn children, I want him dead. I want you to cut him up in little pieces, light him all on fire, and bring him to me with a side of home fries and a little bit of sourdough. Oh, my, uh... You know, my son and I, we talk, but we usually do it over movies. So I was over his house, and he was trying to explain to me why he was doing this. Because he, he converted, you know, he converted to veganism not for the food. It was really all about, you know, animal cruelty. And again, I don't get that. You know, he's, he's trying to explain to me, going, you know, if you saw one of those videos of what they do to cows, you could never eat meat. And I'm thinking, no, that's not true at all. I don't know what they're doing to cows, but I'm pretty sure they deserve it. If it was up to me, you'd be waterboarding those cows before you did any of that. <laughs> and, you know, so again, he's trying, he's trying to do this. We're having a little discussion, you know, trying to talk about, you know, the sanctity of life while we're watching a Quentin Tarantino marathon. And a little spider goes walking across the floor, and I'm about to crush that sucker. And he's going, no, Dad. No. Everybody deserves to live. He takes the spider walks him outside and says, come on, buddy, you go out and play with your friends. The spider went out to his friends and said, party at Theo's house. <laughs> and my son's house was completely infested with spiders the next day. Uh, I tried to explain to them how I, took, how I was taught to take care of spiders when I was growing up in New Jersey. You take the first spider, you chop its head off, you stick in a little box. You send it back to the lair with a note. <laughs> You know where I live? I know where you live. Yeah, my house has been spider-free since 1985. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, spider murders and vegan children. Iris Summer. Uh, all right, we have... Uh, uh, Ethan, I guess? Ethan and, uh, and Tess. I love the spider thing. That's fucking awesome, first and foremost. Um, I thought of something right, actually. You have a really great line because your impression of your son 
you get because you're from New Jersey and you could go, I'm disappointed as a father because I wound up raising either Bill or Ted because that's what he sounds like. I think you get a good reference of that because the it's funny. And then um, I like uh, the vegan thing, but I like the idea and I like the competition where you have to counter counter competition. I want that to start out because I think if you just like I took, went out to breakfast with my son and you said vegan, the audience are going to go fucking okay. Like you know exactly where it's going already. We know we know we know mo. Uh, you know there's nothing wrong being like a living like a cruelty free life, but you know when they fucking tell you about it, it's fucking terrible. And I think that's funny that you're purposely you're like I know the environmental impact, but fuck this. I'm ordering something that's bleeding on my plate and still mooing. <laughs> like it's that's funny. That's good shit. Uh, yeah, I agree. I really like the dichotomy um, of your anecdotes of growing up in New Jersey and you raised a Cali kid. Uh, I think the differences are really great. Um, I thought you were going to go for, when you were talking about how he doesn't eat vegetables, I forgot that he was an adult and thought he was a baby for a second. Uh, like how babies don't like their, or kids don't like their vegetables. Um, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, I really liked how you hit the sourdough punchline. That was great. <laughs> um, I also think the entire time I was thinking like, what an odd thing to be disappointed in your child about. Like, he, like uh, typical things that you'd be disappointed for your kid for, but. Would be, yeah, like, well, yeah. a Red that's, Sox fan or something. Right, oh, no. Yeah, no. Right. I, hey, I did a good that's job a raising my kid. Great, that's actually a really great twist too, that like if he became a crack addict, I would somehow be more proud of him <laughs> than turning into a fucking vegan. Yeah, because yeah, they keep that shit a secret. <laughs> yeah. Because crackheads don't tell you about being a crackhead, but vegans, motherfucking, you know they're fucking a vegan. It's that old, that's, it's that old joke. How do you know uh, a vegan's in a room? Uh, don't wait, they'll tell you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, Sam, along that line, too, you were talking about the points that you get. Like, vegans get points for all the stuff that they do, yeah, telling people funny. they're a vegan. I'd be curious what a vegan wins. <laughs> no, you, for all you, the points move, that they you, earn. You move up the pyramid. That's, oh, okay. that's, how, you, that's how you get promoted from vegetarian to vegan. A helmet oh. made of hair. Yeah. No, yeah. that's a scheme. funny concept. That the, pure, the food pyramid was actually merely created for scheme? that. <laughs> it's a giant pyramid yeah. scheme. Yeah, because I, I was trying to figure out how to turn it into a, a, a video game instead. Um, it's not Qbert, it's quinoa. And yeah, but uh, but since I, I don't know my, uh, I'm not really up on my uh, I'm not either. Know, Magic the Gathering. Uh, Magic the Gathering. Or, uh, Just the first or, one or out D of the or, holster. Or D and D or something like that. Yeah, if he's a you know a level twenty vegetarian or something, I don't know how to make that Plus actually floor, work. Plus floor flying I think, sword I think of veganism. Good. I like it. I like the fact that everything kind of flowed together too. That's a good. That's a good solid chunk. That'll be a good chunk. Once done. Great voices. All right. Okay. Clap yeah. wildly. Yeah, I good job. Great said for Myra Summer, talking about his kid, blah, 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 blah. All right, moving on, you guys. Uh, two more comedians that get comments. If you have them, go up to a microphone. And right now, clap wildly for your next comedian, James Bostwick. Hello. Um, so I, uh, I didn't move to San Francisco here recently, but I did move to Oakland pretty recent. And, um, but as you can tell probably from my subscriptions to um, at the New Yorker, the New York Times Magazine, the New York Times newspaper that uh, I'm a snobby douchebag. <laughs> and um, no, I am um, like most people who subscribe to those uh, publications. Uh, I'm not from New York City. I don't live in New York City. 
um, which is really confusing to me because uh, pretty much like a third of all those, uh, all that stuff is devoted strictly to like weekly events and listings going on specifically in New York. So it's like, um, oh honey, um, tonight there's a Noam Chomsky reading on truth and power at the Knitting Factory. Uh, should we go? Oh, sorry, we're meeting uh, Skeeter and Tiffany at the Golden Corral tonight, so we can't make it. So, all that. Um, so I feel like I don't really accept uh, breakups too too well. Uh, for a while there, uh, I just see them as like uh, not as like an ex girlfriend, but. Um, more as like a really shitty girlfriend. So for instance, like um, talking to the buds, you know, and I say, man, she forgot my birthday two years in a row. You know, didn't even take me out, you know? And then uh, whenever we're in a restaurant, you know, she always makes a scene, you know? It's like, uh, <laughs> she's always yelling at me in front of everybody like, you know, why are you following me? And put down the gun, you know? It's just, it's, she's lame, I don't like her. Um, so what I noticed, like, uh, like on a lot of online dating, like Tinder and all that, uh, a lot of these girls, uh, their descriptions, their profile descriptions are very similar. Uh, so uh, they describe their uh, humor as sarcastic, drink of choice, whiskey, and my personal favorite is that um, they're always looking for a partner in crime, right? So it's like, I don't really want to date my mean, drunk, uh, convict uncle, you know? Let's not do that. Um, so um, I'm really mad at my friend uh, right now because she's very overly polite, right? So uh, a few nights ago, we go out drinking, had a lot of fun. The next day, I text back uh, and say, had a lot of fun. Uh, thanks for coming out, you know? And she said, just, uh, just saying, don't mention it, you know? It's like, what the fuck? I thought we were, we're friends here. I didn't ask you to move my car for street cleaning here, you know? And it's like... And then I was thinking, like, now I can't mention anything. You know, there was like five things that happened that was hilarious. We saw, we both picked up together a, a, a three-seamed walnut, you know? And it's like, now I can't confirm that with her because I'm not supposed to mention that ever. I don't like that. <laughs> um, so when I was moving here, actually, um, I moved here with my, uh, my ex-girlfriend. And uh, we kind of isolated ourselves. We didn't have like a lot of friends, you know? And so uh, when we moved here, um, we were kind of isolated. And then um, our jobs kind of added to that detachment, um, which I think kind of contributed to the breakup because she was, she was a nanny and I was a dog walker, right? And so um, uh, I'd always get mad whenever we uh, leave to go out somewhere. She would say, do you need to go potty? You know, and then uh, she would always get mad at me whenever I take her out to the park to go pick up girls. Um, so, and that's all to me. Thank you very much. James Bostwick, uh, hanging out with dogs, picking up girls. Nice. You want me to go first? Uh, let's see. Uh, there was a couple of things in there. Through a lot of jokes. Sorry, I had a Red Bull or an energy drink. Don't tell Journey. Um, the mad thing, how you said you're mad about your friend being polite, uh, you can cut mad. I think you need to express anger. That's uh, a nice little hidden trick on stage. Get into the motion so people kind of know, okay, this guy's actually fucking pissed about something. It's okay to have emotions on stage. Uh, that's something I like that. And then you said, uh, fuck, there was something right before that. Go, it'll, it'll dawn on me in a second. 
your opening joke, the New Yorker, New York Magazine. Um, I was curious, like, what about, like, something about it needs to be relatable about you? Because I understand you don't live in New York, but, like, most people don't live in New York. So mm-hmm. just, like, something more additive to it that takes it a step further. Like, the Golden Corral was good, but I think there needs to be something else for why we care about the New York, the New Yorker period. But I'm a subscriber, so I totally get it. Um, And then also just like, I feel like there could have been some connective tissue between the jokes. They all seemed kind of related, um, but there weren't too many transitions. Um, Yeah. What was your second joke? That's one I remember. Um, It was like a, it was like a tag, like um, the, you know, the New Yorker and then I tagged the Golden Corral thing. Yeah. Well, no, the second whole idea. uh, That was um, the (laughs) The girlfriend. Yeah. Yeah. The girlfriend. Yeah. Um, that I can't really accept um, exes. I see them as shitty girlfriends. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's, uh, fuck, how would I, oh. Yeah, it's about you being like, uh, how, how you're trying to flip it and how you're trying to be like sensitive one in a relationship. I think a good setup for that would be that you're like a 21st century man or like a modern man okay. in that. Because that people are like, okay, so you're progressive. And then that way you build the tension for when she screams gun. Because, mm-hmm. you know. Well, gun violence is fucking real and it's funny. So uh, I like that. But um, yeah, anytime. The first joke's awesome. Second one is just a setup setup thing a little bit better. And then the. um, I really like uh, the first thing I commented on. I'm fuck. I had an energy drink. So my brain's all fucking scatterbrained. I think the energy that you're talking about would totally help because the punchlines are really well written. And yeah. I just think the energy would uh, hit them. I don't know if you've ever seen me. Well, you saw me. I, I just kind of scream and I, I like have emotions. I'm not yeah. saying be like me, but anytime you have anything like that, it, you'll drag people in because, well, people feel for people that are emotionally So have like upset. more persona is what you're talking about? Yeah, exactly. And, uh, yeah, exactly. So yeah, instead of saying I'm mad about something, uh, it's okay to you know you could say that, but I I like having an emo like an emotion to go ah yeah. However you get mad, I'm not saying scream <laughs> at somebody. I'm mad right now. Kick this a is, chair <laughs> and cry. Oh, this is you this mad. This is me mad. That is you mad. I'm ste- no. The steaming, huh? This, well, that's a joke right there. Then, like, <laughs> exactly. You were a postal worker. That's what you are. That's great. Thank you. Good job. Okay. Hey. So, um, actually, for your your first joke, which was the the New Yorker. I like that. Um, you know, I think I think you need to talk about why they might do that. Are they trying to make everybody jealous about the fact that they're in yeah. New York and you're not, and make you all feel bad, or are they trying to scare everybody away from New York? Just something about That's that. That's really what I'm trying to get at. Yeah, it's like, but it's yeah. right, but you're not quite saying it. Yeah. So, uh, and the other thing is, you took about a minute or so before you started getting to that joke. So you talked about who you are, but no laugh points in there. Oh yeah, so, yeah, yeah. So, so don't it, if it doesn't lead to the laugh. Cut it out. Yeah, exactly. Okay. So fewer, just edit, edit yeah. the time. Exactly. Fewer words to find. Yeah. And if you, I mean, if this is your emotional level and this is you mad, um, use that for a laugh. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. That really, that, that needs to be in there. Definitely. So, yeah. And the other thing where, where your, your girlfriend or whoever it was says, don't mention it, uh, you know, you know, that you, you need to explore a little more about not, not that, but that, why not? Why? why? Why aren't you allowed to talk? Why, why shouldn't you be talking about this? What are you hiding? What's wrong? What right. kind of evil things are going on related <laughs> to why you should never talk about that again? Never in public. Right. Thank All right. you. Clap wildly. Yeah, James Bosworth. Yeah. 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 Yeah
All right, we have one last set that's going to have comments, and then the rest are just going to be a regular open mic. So when you hear the horn, you have a minute. But this is our last comedian with comments, so take good notes and clap wildly right now for Ashton Tate. Get your pens, pads, and eyeglasses ready, because notes are coming. What if I give you guys notes on your notes? No, I'm not that mean. Um, I got a job interview tomorrow with Men's Warehouse. Yeah, Yeah. don't know if I should wear a suit. (laughs) See how it goes. Um, It's weird. I, uh, someone called, I I don't like it when you call someone and you try and give them bad news. I mean, granted, they deserve it. I mean, you don't want to just give random people bad news, but like I called this, my friend, and he was already sitting down. So I was like, do you mind standing? Um, Because I... (laughs) I need to ask you to sit down. And this works a lot better if you're standing. Um, and then I forgot what I was going to say. So that's the worst. Um, I realized uh, I realized recently that I should get a haircut because a piece of trash was on the ground that I dropped and I didn't want to pick it up because I thought it'd mess up my hair. So that's, uh, that's, uh, that's how global warming is going to get us, you know, this. Okay. You got to pick it up yourselves. That's what uh, that's what they tell you. you. Guys, believe that? Um, weird. I was on the bus recently, rereading my favorite book, How to Finance Your First Vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's really good. Just gotta get it on audio. That's the problem. So um, <clears throat> this is good. I thought I was a. Uh, I feel like I should take a break from uh, comedy, not right now, but uh, because I was watching a movie recently and they said, uh, give it up for your next comedian, and I clapped by myself on the couch. Uh, so I think that's the feeling right before you buy a cat. I don't know. Would uh, I think I should smile more. Maybe, that's, maybe that'll be in one of the notes that I get. Because uh, uh, I, was, I, was, I was standing around a group of strangers, and I thought in my head, you know what, Ashton, you're not smiling enough. And so I smiled, and have you ever, there's a difference between a thoughtful smile and a pre-planned smile, so it just came out like (laughs) in an elevator, so that's good. I just got to work on the thoughtfulness of my smiles. Um, Another thing I'd like to work on is uh, knowing what to say when uh, you run into someone that you don't want to talk to. That'd be a good hobby. A good practice, because what I do is I get flustered. So I see them coming down the sidewalk, and then I just do this. And then nine times out of ten, they see that happening, and it's really hard to play it off, especially if you're on a basketball court where it's very (laughs) audible. Um, Part of me, I I realize I do that every time I see someone that I see on the street. It's no offense to you if I see you later, but it makes me be glad. Like, if I was going to be killed by anyone, I'd want it to be by someone I'd know. Because that way I'd probably have a running start. I'd, you know, I wouldn't want to be, I wouldn't want to see them. Um, that's that's my fear. That's uh, my big fear. Hmm. Anything else on the old uh, cinder block, you guys? It's very. Uh, I get emotional sometimes. A lot of people when they get emotional, say, they say this is this is going to be hard to say. That's also what I say whenever I try and order in Spanish. So this is. Um, <laughs> Okay, well, that's been it for me. My name's Ben Ashton. Thank you. He'll never order in Spanish. Ashton Tate. All right, on the panel. 
I love the men's warehouse joke. Oh. Um, if you want to go for the guarantee it, that's a, I don't know, it's there. Okay, okay. Um, for the, I like the clapping uh, alone on the couch. Um, I think I like, I challenge you to come up with something besides buying a cat. Right, okay. Because I feel like that's a, what else is there? I don't know. A Chinchilla. lot of people go to cat, but like naked mole rat, but even just besides buying a pet, like what else do peop- lonely people do? A plant. Alone. A plant. Um, Plants are the ultimate sadness, I think. Yeah. Zach said drugs. Um, I, uh, drugs. I really. Yeah, I, I bought I, drugs, not a plant. I have a problem with how controversial your material is. Yeah. It's too controversial. It's, dude, you gotta fucking tone it yeah. down a little bit yeah. there. You know you're perfect. I enjoy. He you. is really political. His hair, his haircut is really fucked up right now, though. We can yes. all admit you that. You really right? are looking like Hillary, Hillary Swank, actually. Yeah. It's really coming <laughs> yeah, in. That's a joke of his, and it's really it. coming. I should get a screen print shirt of her just for yeah. Pam. Yeah. I'm gonna do yeah. that. I'm gonna seriously do that. Yeah. No, better yet, Thomas Bridgman is making buttons. You should okay, have a couple okay, of buttons well, with your photo. Okay, we'll save the uh, plans for after the. Sorry. I just don't want to cut into other people's time. That's so sweet of you, Ashton. Uh, Jason has a comment. I actually have something to say. So, uh, one, you don't smile enough. And uh, two, uh, when you were doing that joke, it was really good. And I think that when you do that whole uh, pre-planned smile, pull the mic away from your mouth a bit so we can see it a bit more. Okay. Because I think that it kills it. And I think that just seeing it in more full view without it in the microphone blocking your mouth will make it fucking gold. Okay, thanks. With the elevator, too, it might be just me, but I think there might be a better location because in an elevator, no one's really facing each other, so who's seeing that you're smiling? Soup kitchen! Okay. That's weird. That's a, yeah, that's a weird one. And what? the basketball one, too, we went from sidewalk to basketball court, but I guess those, I mean, those are on the street. Yeah, I just missed locations. Yeah, I like me too. I like the stutter step, though. Screech! Okay, thanks. Yeah, place, places you don't smile, like the, the elevator or the men's room where nobody should be watching you smile. Mm. Um, oh, that's I, funny, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the, uh, um, I, I mean, you talk about sort of pre-planned or sort of a thoughtful smile. To me, there's a difference between sort of a happy smile and maybe like a serial killer smile. Premeditated smile. Yeah, something where you just, whatever it is, you just, you look, you look like I should stay away from you. Mm-hmm. If you, you know, if you don't, if you're not looking happy, so there's, there's, you know, I, th- I think you need to find a better word than that. Okay. So, Totally. Uh, but the concept is good. He's on to something. And you're from Florida, and all mm. serial killers are from Florida. Mm. So Absolutely. Cool. Clap for our favorite serial killer, Hillary Swank slash Ashton Day. Yay! <laughs> Thank you. Good job, Ashton. Yay! 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 All right, guys. Uh, the workshop part of Joke Workshop is or- over, and now it's just an open mic. Your first comedians all the way from Sacramento. Put your hands together. It's Kelly Cree. She's not here. Oh, it's a guy. Yay. I was not. Am you're, I, you're a guy. I thought Kelly Cree was a girl. No, it's that's me. Oh, all right, sweet. This. Yep. Don't worry, it happens all the time. Yeah, I still get mail that says Miss, Mrs. or Ms. Kelly Cry. <laughs> I fill out those forms too, guys. So. I did. I checked out the boxes. So that means that there's somebody in an office like, oh, this poor young woman. <laughs> She checked the wrong box. Let's send her some free tampons. Let's. Uh, I just came from Sacramento. I live in New York City, but I'm originally from Canada. Uh, so basically all the time I'm like, hey, get the fuck out of my way. 
I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry, eh? I'm just, I'm absolutely sorry about that. Uh, Canadians are way too nice. We're just way too nice as people. I feel like if Canada ever had like the KKK, they'd just be like the nicest group of folks you ever did meet. <laughs> it's true. Oh yeah, we're burning crosses here, but just to stay warm in the winter time. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we're pulling people behind four by fours, but they're on toboggans. Nothing but good times here. Oh, the white hoods just camouflage for moose hunting season. That's how we do it. <laughs> Yeah, we burn down houses and hang people, but just when our teams don't win in the Stanley Cup playoffs. It's, uh, can I tell you guys about me? Uh, I live in a van, and I'm single. So I don't know if those two things correlate or not, but I still am yet to hear a woman go, <laughs> did he say van? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Somebody find a dryer for those. <laughs> They're soaked. Oh, did you say comic? Did you make four figures last year? Oh my goodness. <laughs> Please tell me about all of your problems, both personal, emotional, and financial. <laughs> uh, I've actually been considering becoming gay. And I know there's PC people out in the world who are just like like shocked right now, like, oh my god! But it's like, they're like it's a, you're, it makes it sound like it's not a choice. It's like, and, oh, I get it. For some people, a lot of people, it's a choice. But that doesn't mean that it can't not be. Right? If I want to go out tonight and fucking flare it up and hit a gay club and suck a guy's dick and he can fuck me in the ass and I'll fuck him in the ass... And then I stand poolside somewhere and I'm just like, oh, I think Louis Vuitton's like the greatest designer. Like, that's my choice. You can't be the gatekeeper of the gay world. You can't. There's only one way in. Oh. That's my time. You guys are great. Sorry <laughs> for the last moment of silence there. Please give it back up for your host there, Pam. Just for you guys to know, when you hear the horn, it means you have a minute, just if people weren't aware of that previously. Your next comedian, uh, he's a regular here on the Joke Workshop. His hair looks clean, but that weird scoop neck thing you're wearing makes you look like a pedophile. Uh, put your, you know, it's underneath your, unzip your hoodie. That's what, it, that's what's creepy, man. <laughs> Clap wildly for Zach Wiseman. I've been looking to be a pedophile since I was seven. Something you gotta grow into. <laughs> fixed it, I fixed it, hold on, I'll fix it. Can we, guys, as a group of people, can we have a moment of silence for the troops, please? Thank you, thank you guys. Yeah, the troops, man. Without them, they'd still be here, you know? It's just a... Oh, I did it again. did it again. Didn't mean to do that. did it again. Not only can rape be funny, rape is inherently funny. Okay, look. Yeah, sex, something people do mostly for enjoyment, sometimes with children, always for a good thing, right? And you take that, take this thing, and then you force someone to do it, and it's the most traumatizing thing that has ever happened to them in their entire lives. That's funny. 
Like, you remove the whole, like, rape part from that, and that's hilarious. If this was about, like, video games, some kid's like, I want to play Mario Kart. And his dad's like, you're playing Diddy Kong. And he's like, I don't want to play Diddy Kong. It's funny. It's really funny. It's just a funny thing. If I was ever in a fight with a Kung Fu master, I this is what I'd do. I'd be like, oh, shit, Kung Fu master. Hey, Kung Fu master. You got a scorpion on your chest. And he'd be like, bah! And I'd be like, yes, that was the exploding heart technique. And he'd be like, god damn it. Again. I'd just make him kill himself with his kung fu powers. That's what I'd do. <laughs> oh, god damn it, John. I won't. I won't do it. I won't do it. Okay, yeah, I fucking hate myself so much. <laughs> okay. Not only can rape be funny, rape is inherently funny. Okay, here's my argument. Okay, sex. Something people do for fun most of the time, sometimes for kids, you know, always for a good thing. Uh, and then you take that and you force someone to do it, and it's hilarious. <laughs> oh, gosh, darn it. So I'm trying to clean up my language a little bit, and uh, I decided I'm going to start easy. I'm going to start with shit. I'm not going to say shit anymore. I'm going to say shoot. Uh, so, like, uh, I really shoot my pants on this set, huh? Is that? <laughs> okay, guys, I'm out of here. Hey, shoot! That was Zach Wiseman, yeah! Oh, moving right along. He referenced him in a set. He's got a beard. Let's see what happens. He lives in a closet, I think, or on some weird bed somewhere in a house. Put your hands together for John Gallagher. Please give it up for the coward Zach Wiseman, everybody. It wasn't even the rape joke I was making fun of him about. Uh, so this is the thing. Mary tonight, Mary Goss, one of the other comedians who's very funny, told a joke earlier tonight about her cat. She said her cat's name was Odie. And I have a qualm with that because if you are familiar with the Garfield comic, the dog is named Odie. The cat's name is Garfield. The dog's name is Odie. And the, cat, the cat's name was Gar... Garfield was the cat... He, he loves lasagna, Zach. You had your time. He loves, he hated Mondays and he loved lasagna. And I just feel like she's gonna <laughs> ruin the entire legacy of Jim Davis's masterpiece. If they think, if you go back to this amazing text and you walk in thinking you're gonna get into these great cat's adventures, the great adventures of Odie for which this comic is named, the great Odie who hates Mondays and loves lasagna. And then you get there, you're like, Odie's just a fucking side character fucking idiot? I've been lied to by this fucking joke on the radio and I wanna help out the people of Mutiny Radio so they don't go into Jim Davis's almighty masterpiece that's been serialized across newspapers across America to make sure that they know that Odie is a dog, okay? Odie's a dumb dog. Nermal is Garfield's cousin. Nermal is a gray cat. Nermal is Garfield's cousin who's gray. Uh-oh, we have a little bit of controversy. 
Oh, wait. There we go. But Nermal is the cousin. That's factually accurate. Sir, you can raise your questions at the end of this set. Heathcliff is another cartoon cat. Heathcliff eats fish out of the garbage. He loves fish out of the garbage. Heathcliff, it's undetermined whether or not he hates Mondays. He might hate Mondays. Most people don't like Mondays. If you're a cat and you're not employed, your attitude on Mondays is kind of null and void. You know, you might have, you might love them. You might hate them. Either way. SWAT cats, also cats. Remember those? What? No SWAT cats? SWAT cats were cats. They drove F-15s and they fought monsters. <laughs> not Garfield. Not Odie. Odie is a dog. <laughs> Odie is a fucking dog in the Garfield comic. The legacy started by the master, the all-time master Aryan creator, Jim Davis. His serialized amazing comic. John Arbuckle's the master. All right, that's it. John Gallagher, I ask you, what about the Thundercats? What about the Thundercats? Oh, no, no Thundercats for John Gallagher. Cats, cats, cats. Your next comedian's a lady. Maybe she likes cats. Uh, That's just stereotypical female comedian bullshit. But uh, hey, she's very funny. Put your hands together. Ginny Hogan. Um, where's the guy with the rape joke? Oh, he's still... I have some feedback. I liked your joke. Um, I like... No, I liked your joke. I didn't like it as well the second time because I, like, saw the punchline coming. But, uh, other than that, I liked it. So keep up the good work. Um, I have an eye twitch. I don't know if you guys probably haven't noticed since I've been, like, facing the stage. But, um, I'm, I'm pretty okay with my eye twitch. It's not really, like, accepted by society yet. Like, there's no, like, eye twitch Barbie, you know? Like, I don't really feel like I'm getting kind of, like, the eye twitch role models I need. But other than that, I wouldn't mind my eye twitch, um, except that I, I don't have very good depth perception, and I can't really ride a bike in, in a straight line. So I got pulled over by a cop a few years ago for biking while intoxicated, um, and I wasn't drunk, and I didn't even realize that was, a, like, a crime. But he did let me off easy because... Um, because of the eye twitch. Like, people always, I kind of explained it to him, like, people always think that I'm drunk because I can't really walk in a straight line, but honestly, like, sometimes I'm not, you know? And just, like, <laughs> it's true. It's, I know. And I just, I have an eye twitch. And so, anyway, so he tells me, okay, like, I'm not gonna give you a ticket, but you have to go see, like, a doctor about this. So I go to a neurologist, um, second neurology joke of the evening. Does anybody know how eye twitches are treated? They're treated with Botox, that's true. Like, in fact, it was the original application of Botox before Botox was the main character on Real Housewives of Orange County. It was actually designed exclusively to treat facial tics. Um, so the doctor's like, all right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna like talk to you now. We're going in for the Botox. Um, and she's like, you know, kind of going at me like with a needle into my eye and I'm, I'm like freaking out about this. And she's like, come on, like hold your eyes still. And I'm like, I can't, like that's the point. I have an eye twitch. Um, eventually, like, she does kind of sedate me. She gives me the Botox, and it, it like, works for my, my eye twitch for a while. It only works for about six months, um, but it, it does a pretty good job. Like, the bad news is that I still can't really ride a bike in a straight line, and I no longer have a good way of getting out of tickets, but, um, but it did work. So I was, uh, I was in London recently, and, um, people in Britain are really obsessed with, like, crackers. I don't know if you guys know this phenomenon, but, uh, it's like their national fruit or something, but it's like a, a cracker. And um, I was looking at this package of crackers. It was this kind of like 
gross, like gluten-free, like discomfort food type fake cracker that advertised itself as being good with wine and cheese, which I thought was like some pretty sneaky advertising because wine and cheese are pretty much like the two most wonderful substances on the planet. Like I would eat paper with wine and cheese. Like anything's good with wine and cheese. It's kind of like if I wrote on my dating profile, like going on a date with me is really fun if it includes like a threesome with Jessica Alba and no talking. Like, I don't know. It's just, it's kind of, it's kind of fake. Um, okay. I work at a tech company and we're like trying to recruit more women. Uh, we're not really doing a very good job because we don't really have the right amenities. Like we don't even have plan B in the medicine cabinet. I know it's fucked up. (laughs) I learned that this morning. Like, and then I had to take the time out of my day to go get it. So I don't think any of the other men had to do any of the men had to do. Um, like honestly, and we're, we're falling behind other companies on recruiting. Like Google, like, offers funding for like people who need to get abor- abortions like they pay for it and like Facebook will like do the abortions on site like and you can just go and get get your free lunch your free abortion and you can get back to work I believe that they call it <laughs> leaning into a bathtub okay that's my set yay Ginny way to fuck with Facebook yeah just get that just get that abortion right there on site Rad. Your next comedian, he's very tall, he's very funny, he needs a motherfucking haircut. Clap your hands together for Jason Balmforth. Looks like, looks like he just missed his spot. Uh, next, Connor Doherty. Do I need a haircut? No, you look great. You're tall. I am tall. Uh, um, I don't, I don't like bathing. I don't like bathing because it reminds me of doing things that you have to bathe before you do. Yeah. Also, gets the the oils off your skin. That's how you keep the the chemtrails out. Uh, it's true. I, this isn't an affectation. I actually don't like bathing. Um, one of my old roommates, he was taking a Spanish class, and you have to, in Spanish classes, you have to have conversations with people where you like practice conversations. And so he was saying, uh, a mi compañero de cuarto, el no le gusta duchar, which means my roommate doesn't like to shower. And I just felt, even though it was true, I just felt like I was being slandered by my roommate telling women in his Spanish class that I don't like to shower. I guess it's not slander, it was true. <laughs> oh, did you guys see the commercial in the Super Bowl where they told you to take shorter showers and stuff? Did you guys watch the Super Bowl? Do you care about, you care about sports? Ish, yeah. It was a pretty boring game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there was this commercial during the Super Bowl. It's like, save water, but like, actually, none of that really matters. Like, the amount of water that you use in your house and your shower and stuff doesn't matter at all compared to industry. Like, if you want to save water, you should actually just shower with a cow. <laughs> uh, yeah, the water levels are depleting a lot. Like, the, the underground aquifers are depleting. It's actually compressing, so you can't fill it back in. And so people are saying that, like, El Nino is going to solve the drought, but the problem is that theory doesn't hold water. Ah. Uh, oh shit I feel like I had more new stuff Yeah Oh yeah 
I was looking at my sister's Twitter page, and she tweeted a thing about um, Daniel Radcliffe, the actor who played Harry Potter, is going to be in a movie where he plays a farting corpse because he's, like, trying to distance himself from Harry Potter. And, like, he's done other shit like this, too. Like, he was in this production where he was naked on stage with a horse. Really? But so it's just funny to me because he's, like, trying to distance himself from Harry Potter. But to me, it's just, like, why is Harry Potter naked on stage with a horse? (laughs) Why is Harry Potter a farting corpse? That would be a good problem to have, wouldn't it? Like... People associate me with this thing that was wildly successful. There are like all these adults that are still really into Harry Potter, which is like, come on guys, there's art for adults. But uh, <laughs> I was on a date with this woman and we were talking about books and she, I was like, what kind of books do you like? And she goes, oh yeah, Harry Potter. And so I'm like, I don't mean to be an asshole, but sometimes I am. And so my immediate, res- and she's like, have you read Harry Potter? And I was like, yeah, in third grade. and. It was true, but in the context, not very nice. Uh, Yeah. I feel like there was something that came after that, but maybe not. Yeah, I think I'm I'm probably done with the Harry Potter stuff. But, yeah. Thank you. There's art for adults. Harry Potter, it's bad. Yeah. (laughs) Bye. Connor Doherty! Butter is a piece of shit, but he was in a good movie called Horns. See it now on Netflix. I watched it. Uh, he is distancing himself. Absolutely. Your next comedian uh, hails from far away, and I'm glad every time he makes the drive to see us, put your hands together. It's John Ortiz. You guys, this isn't about me. You guys are supporting local comedy. Give it up for yourselves, you guys. What about your host, Pam? Hosting the shit out of this place. I know I look like Jim Carrey banged Mark Anthony. So thank you so much for having me, guys. Thank you so much. I know I, I look like Jim Carrey banged the uh, dog whisperer. I look like Jim Carrey banged an horchata. All right. So um, uh, Amazon's going to deliver our packages via drones. Pretty cool. You guys heard about this? Uh, but first, they got to meet strict government standards. Like first they gotta make sure the package completely misses the customer and accidentally lands on a small Muslim family. See? It's just the way the world is, it's 2016. I'm scared of Trump. I'm scared of Trump. Uh, I'm kinda glad he lost in Iowa. You know, it's the weirdest thing. Like I don't know how he lost. Hillary came in first, I think. Uh, Ted Cruz came in second. No, I'm just for the joke he did. Um, and, and, Trump came in third Reich. Okay. All right. First time telling that one. You're welcome. So, um, I fucking hate politics. I, I'm just pretending to read up here. I don't fucking, it's just a fixed dog fight, right? Before I get into that, who's, who's, Valentine's is coming up. Who's doing something? Who's, the, who's romantic in here? Who's got plans for Valentine's? Raise your hand. No one, you fucking lonely fucks. <laughs> what are you doing, bro? What's what's going on with you? What are you doing with your girl? Racing. Where? Fuck, dude. Anything sounds badass in that accent. <laughs> That's fucking the shit, man. That's cool, man. Racing, son of a bitch. That's way better than. I'm gonna light candles in the bedroom for my girl. I mean, 
I'm not going to pay the light bill, that's for sure. It's not, not that worth it, you know? I'm preaching for it. I got to do it. I got to do it. You guys love the Trump joke so much. Why not give you more? Uh, how creepy. He said he, if, if he wasn't the dad, he would date his daughter. He said, she, my daughter's hot. I would date her if she wasn't my, my daughter. It's like, like the only dating website that would work for Trump is Ancestry.com. It's like, <laughs> all right, you like that one? Keep that one. One minute. Thank you. I don't know how I, I, I ended up with a girl. Uh, this, is how I, this is how I would pick up on girls. I'd see a hot girl sit down. I'd sit down next to her and be like, hey, how's your day going? Oh, my God, gross. And she would take off running, like without even flushing. She would just be on her way. That's disgusting. Uh, Trump supporters scare me. They, uh, they like beat up people at their rallies for protesting. Right? And it's like, it's like I talked to one. They're like, we, we're not all like that. We wouldn't hurt a fly. I'm like, eh, it's because you can't tie a noose around a fly's neck. It just doesn't, I don't know. And she tried to make small talk. She's like, well, what do you do for fun? I'm like, I don't know. I've been swimming since I've been four, since dad showed me how to four. She's like, I don't want to hear about your immigration story, but fucking, what does she know, you know? The current doesn't make it hard. You know, the cocaine strapped to your back makes it hard if you're going to cross. I totally butchered it. I still got a chuckle. I feel all right. You know, we got through it. You know, I feel pretty good. You're, you're, how much time do I got? Like, that's it? Like, t- 10 seconds? You guys are awesome. Good night. Jonathan Ortiz, Ancestry.com. More like Ancestry.com. Your next comedian. He's not wearing a hat today. Put your hands together. It's Sanj. Uh, I take BART a lot. I take BART to get here. And uh, yeah, uh, people are always asking for money on the BART. Uh, today, a really old man and a young woman came up to me, and, and I gave him 200 bucks because uh, I misunderstood. Uh, this is only going to get worse, I feel. Uh, <laughs> let me see. What else? What else? Oh, I hate when people complain about not getting laid, uh, even though, I mean, I think it's a valid, uh, somewhat valid complaint, but you know, when like women are in like Walmart, like, there's a woman in Walmart who's, like, masturbating with a Jimmy Dean sausage. Like, I think, I don't think she's that choosy. Hey! There's a show going on! <laughs> Shut up, you guys. They have the next show. Don't worry. Uh, what else? Oh, uh, I like to be realistic about the women uh, that I can, uh, the women that I can go for. You know, like, uh, I know that if a really attractive girl comes up to me and she's like, Sanj, do you want to go out? I've liked you for a really long time. I'd be like, wow, so, you know, how long have you uh, had AIDS? Uh, I told you, it's just going to get worse. You guys are just tired. That's why you're still laughing. That's why you're laughing at this. Uh, Okay, middle school. In uh, middle school, we had this teacher who actually got caught watching child porn in his office. And I'm not going to say his name, but it was really, really funny. Uh, Even back then, I was like 12 years old. And he was kind of an asshole. Uh, uh, He was an asshole PE teacher. And like in PE, we used to... In PE, we we used to have this dance unit. And uh, when we were dancing, he always told us like, hey, hey, settle down, you know? And like right after he got caught watching child porn, they fired him. 
And I was like, that's too soon. Like, that's fucking too soon, because now we can't bring it up, you know? Like, I was waiting for the day after he got caught. He just comes into class, you know? And he's like, okay, okay, why don't you settle down? Uh, why don't you watch some child porn? You sick pervert? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I never got that opportunity. Uh, speaking of cultural appropriation, which I'm not, but I'm just running out of time here. <laughs> I think Lion King is a great example of that. Uh, one of my uh, African friends, like from Africa, uh, he's an exchange student. He was talking to me about it. And I think it's true because when you think about it, like the whole thing is pretty whitewashed. Uh, Scar is the only black lion and he's evil. Uh, and, you know, like it's just, okay, that's not working. What else? What else? What else? I think uh, Obama should call Donald Trump and tell him to not run for president. You know, like he should just call him up like, hello, it's Obama. Uh, uh, can I speak to Donald? I, I was just hoping, I was thinking that you could drop out of the race, you know? I think it would be good for me and it'd be good for America. All right, guys, thank you so much. Huzzah, Sanj, we're moving right along. You guys should uh, stay tuned next for FTW Forever Two Wheels. Your next comedian, put your hands together, it's Ed Wallach. Thanks for uh, coming to watch me have a breakdown here. It's really nice to have so much support. So uh, basically, I've had a recent boon in my comedy career, at least recent to me in the f or geology in the terms of my marriage. Uh, my wife told me she wanted a divorce. Uh, I was married 22.66 years to a Jewish woman. I minored in math. And that breaks down to roughly 4,000 years on the Hebrew calendar. So I was in bondage almost as long as the Israelites were in Egypt. And there has yet to be a Moses to part the Red Seas of the California family court system to get my ass out of there. Not one time has my magi thrown his staff, sorry, my attorney, thrown his staff upon the ground, had it turn a, turn a serpent and devour her attorney's staff. I am starting to think there's too many Jews involved in this divorce, though. My attorney got the boils. No shit. One of the seven deadly plagues from the Talmud delayed my divorce trial. Had there not been a no-conflict order against me by the creature at the time, I would have gone by my old house and smeared lamb's blood over the door to protect my firstborn son from the angel of death. Unfortunately, he's living on the same side of the door with her. Oh. Let me explain the creature real quick. For legal, legal purposes, uh, we refer to her as the creature or Ms. Sunshine, whichever is more sardonic at the time. But I'll be honest, I'm leaning pretty heavily on the creature. I have a t-shirt line envisioned. Uh... There's not all bad news. I've lost 135 pounds since December 20th of 2014. Thank you very much. Sometimes I'll pull my belt out dramatically to show that off. I'm not going to do that right now. But uh, yeah, 285 when you count the Jewish shrew, I got off my back. And uh, my favorite part about that joke actually isn't that it's low-hanging fruit and it's easy to see coming. My favorite part about that joke is that if you know how to do math, you know what she weighs now and revenge is subtle. Thank you. We're gonna make it a little more devastating on the BMI chart right now. She's 4'11", literally. <laughs> Kinesiologists love that joke. Uh, during the 25, we were together all together 25 years, but uh, during that 25 years we were together, basically I gained 200 pounds, so pretty much every 50 pounds I lose is 6.25 years of her bullshit off my back, and at this point I'm a little over 12.5 years bullshit free. We're into the really well dug in bullshit. That's gonna take more time with the weights. Um, 
For 22.66 years, I had a gay Jewish mother-in-law. Thank you. Now, uh, any two of those is enough burden for any man to bear, my friends. But you throw that third one in there, you've got a trifecta of terror even the Bush-Cheney administration couldn't invent. And my best part, my favorite part about my gay Jewish mother-in-law, she's a total dyke. She's a complete living stereotype. The woman is a used carpet reseller. I shit you not. Had there not... <laughs> Fuck. I think I'm done. <laughs> Ed Wallach, his ex-mother-in-law sells carpet to other lesbians. All right, two more comedians left tonight. Uh, our second girl on the list for the night. I hope you guys, third girl, actually, you guys are all going to love Fourth, sorry, fourth. Have trouble counting girls tonight. Uh, you're going to love her. She's hilarious. It's Tess Berry. Hello, everybody. Getting over a cold. Um, so I have, been, I have been sick. So I've been staying home watching a lot of movies, uh, a lot of films. I was watching uh, Revenge of the Nerds. You guys ever seen this movie? Yeah. It's a great, great movie, part of the canon. Uh, the canon of college films where there's just like blatant sexual assault in the middle. <laughs> there's a lot of those. Uh, and it sucks, because I really like that movie, but now I can't like it, because there's just this really problematic scene right in the middle of it. Um, so I'm going to do my revisionist feminist history and go back and re-edit those movies and make my own cut. And when it gets to the scene where the guys crawl up the ladder and peek in the girl's window, when you cut in and you think you're going to see boobs, you're actually going to see a close-up of some balls. I mean, like, medically close. <laughs> like, really close. And then it's going to cut back to the guy, and he's going to be like, oh, yeah, so big. You know you want it. And it's going to cut back, and uh, it's going to be a signed consent form. <laughs> so we cover all the bases. Um, yeah, I wish I was someone else. I don't know about you guys. <laughs> I used to wish I was a boy. I used to wish I was a boy when I, when I was uh, in puberty, because I had to start like trying, and it was weird. I didn't like it. And boys just get, got to seem to do whatever they want and like assault people and not get in trouble for it. Um, so I don't know. I, I wanted to be a boy, but here I am today, a young woman with a man bun. So we can all have it all, I guess. But uh, this man bun's taking me out into the dating world, you guys. I'm out in the dating world. It's OK. It's not great. Dating is hard. Dating is tough. Like. You go on these dates and you're just like evaluating each other and you're just like, you have to evaluate them and they're evaluating you. And it's like school and it's tough. Like it's tough to get good grades. Luckily, like hooking up is a little bit easier. Hooking up is more like a pass fail class. <laughs> like I go into a date, but the thing is like in hetero relationships, men and women grade differently. So like I go into a date and I'm like, this guy's starting out at zero. He needs to prove to me that I should enjoy his company and try and see him again. So let's see, uh, he has to earn points. So he shows up and did he show up kind of on time? All right, plus 10 points. Did he ask me if I used to be fat? Minus 20 points. What's wrong with you? Oh, do you also like to discuss Andrew Jackson, his life, his love, Rachel, and his questionable policies? Let's go back to my place. Let's wrap this up, I'm into it. With a guy, I feel like I come into the date and like he's just gunning to have sex with me. Like I'm starting out at like A plus, 
And only if I do something to mess it up, am I going to get a bad enough grade to where, you know, he's going to call it off. So, you know, I showed up on time, you know, still 100%. I'm, I'm there. I look like my pictures and I seem to have a vagina, 100%. Um, and he's, then he thinks uh, she talked about how she was fat and she used to be fat. And, you know, then she got really offended when I asked a question about it. So, you know, like 70% maybe. But then she asked me to go back to my, her place, 100%. Let's do this. Let's wrap this up. Let's hope, you know, I don't regret this later. I do believe in no booty left behind. But, uh, you know, let's hope she doesn't have cats and this gets weird. Spoilers, my cat's name is Stanley Tucci and I never return his calls now. But dating is hard. Dating's a lot harder. Like, dating's a lot harder. You, uh, dating's a lot harder. You have to, um, uh, evaluate each other and give grades, and it's not as easy getting good grades. And, uh, it's not hard date. It's hard to date. It's not easy to get good grades, and that's why I cheat. <laughs> and alas, that's where we're gonna end it. Thank you, guys. Jess Berry! All right, your last comedian of the night. Put your hands together, Jason Balmforth! Oh man, so I have the, the worst comedian etiquette because I missed my first mic set. <laughs> All right, so um, I'm going to start out real easy. Um, I feel like uh, work has found, figured me out pretty well. Uh, they gave me a plaque yesterday, so I worked super hard today. Um, and I feel like that is the best way for a work or any sort of corporation to fucking tell you that you are not worth more money is to give you an award. It is the truest words you will ever speak. Like, hey, you are the best new hire we've had 2015. Great. Does that mean I get a pay raise? No. But you get a nice plaque. Fuck. Um, all right. So I'm going to move on to new, more new material because that's what I was hoping to work on. Uh, so I've been going on a lot of, uh, lot of uh, new dates recently. And uh, I fucking hate how every woman I seem to meet is fucking better than me. And I hate it because every time I meet a new, a new chick at a bar or a new lady at a uh, restaurant or whatever the fuck I bring them to because I'm cheap as shit and I'm poor as fuck, um, they always start out with like, well, you know, I'm working, uh, I got went to college, uh, I got my four-year degree, and I work for this uh, nonprofit. And it's just kind of like, you know how everyone has all those rape things about like, this is someone's daughter, this is someone's sister. That's all I'm fucking thinking. Because I'm sitting here like, this is someone's daughter. This is someone's sister. And I'm about to fuck this shit up with my horrible fucking life. Because I bring all the baggage into a relationship. I'm not going to lie. All of it. You know, uh, did I go to Bible camp when I was a kid? I'm bringing that in. Did I uh, fucking lose a job when I was 22? I'm bringing that shit in. And uh, for my last uh, fucking rule of three, because you want me to close this shit out, um... Did I uh, spend two of my years homeless? Yeah, I'm bringing that shit in too. All right, so I'll leave you all on that. Thank you very much. Jason Bonforth rolling us up and spitting us out. That's the end of Joke Workshop, you guys. Hey, uh, I'm really sorry we keep having more people and not enough time, but stay tuned. Right up next is FTW Forever Two Wheels. Four wheels bad, two wheels good. This has been the Joke Workshop. Bye. Alex, Ed, 
Can you tell me what food relieves insomnia, anxiety, stress, chronic brain, depression, nausea, and can induce euphoria and stimulate appetite? I'm going to guess waffles. <laughs> that is incorrect. <laughs> Actually, Alex, the food I'm talking about are cannabis-based medicinal extracts. Cannabis-based medicinal extracts? That sounds like you're smoking drugs, Ed. No, baby. There are smokeless, safe, and less expensive alternative to smoking. But can I use it to sleep? Yes, baby. Good, because I'm so excited by this that I may never sleep again. And it sounds like you, Alex, may want to check out the number 4altacalifornia.com. That's 4altacalifornia.com for a non-addictive, pharmaceutical-free alternative to smoking medical marijuana. Check them out today at number 4altacalifornia.com. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Yeah, you. You look like the kind of person who has a sense of humor. Uh, is the radio talking to me? No, I'm on an internet podcast. Uh, I'm talking to an internet podcast? Don't be silly. It's a one-way form of communication. But I don't want you to miss out on the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival 2016 from March 2nd through 6th. And you don't have to. You can buy tickets now on universe.com with 24 national and international visiting comedians and 20 local hosts. You won't want to miss a thing. What if I can't be at every show? Don't worry. All shows will be available for free download at mutinyradio.fm until the internet falls apart. Oh, podcast got it can't wait to listen to all these great comedy shows and everything else that's cool at muniradio.fm before the internet falls apart. You too won't want to miss a bit of the Mutiny Radio Comedy Festival from March 2nd through 6th, 2016. Buy tickets now. Brought to you by Subliminal SF, PBR, The Eagle SF, Brainwash Cafe, Asiento, and the great people at Alta California Botanicals. Have you heard of Subliminal SF? Visual and auditory mind control. Graphic design, physical merchandise, live music promotions. Go! www.subliminalsf.com for the most amazing t-shirts you've ever seen. Graphic design for every need and live music promotion. 
at some of the best bars in San Francisco. That's subliminal SF, visual and auditory mind control. Go to subliminalsf.com now. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere fun. every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. (laughs) Billy Bob, you ever want to be funny? Well, my dogs think I'm funny, Daryl. Well, I mean, you ever want to be, like, in front of an audience? Like, other than, like, squirrels, dogs, and dead persons? Well, shit. From time to time, I've been given 